Welcome back to another episode of Voices of Arlington. I'm your host, Dave Kopp, and today we're going to dive into a topic that's both solemn and significant, the eligibility requirements at Arlington National Cemetery. But before we do dive into the details, let's take a moment to recap the history that lays a foundation for this hallowed ground. Arlington National Cemetery is a place of profound reverence, spanning 624 acres on the rolling hills overlooking the Potomac River, just across from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Originally, this land was the property of General Robert E. Lee, who led Confederate forces during the American Civil War. However, in 1864, the U.S. government confiscated the estate due to unpaid taxes. The very first military burial took place on the 13th of May, 1864, when Private William Henry Chrisman, a Union soldier, was laid to rest. This marked the humble beginnings of what would become one of the most revered cemeteries in the world, a place of eternal honor for those who served the United States. Arlington National Cemetery has grown significantly since the inception, becoming the final resting place for well over 400,000 service members, veterans, and their families. Its significance goes beyond being a burial ground. It's a symbol of sacrifice, patriotism, and the values that the United States holds dear. Now that we've briefly revisited the origins of the cemetery, let's shift our focus to the eligibility requirements that guide who can be interred in Arlington. The eligibility criteria are stringent, yet designed to ensure that those who rest within the cemetery's grounds truly embody the spirit of service and dedication to the nation. Arlington National Cemetery's eligibility requirements for burial and inurnment are different from other national cemeteries that are maintained by the Department of Veterans Affairs. Remember, the Office of Army Cemeteries, also known as OAC, consisting of Arlington National Cemetery and the Soldiers and Airmen's Home National Cemetery in Washington, D.C., is under the jurisdiction of the Department of the Army. Eligibility for in-ground burial at Arlington is the most stringent of all U.S. national cemeteries. However, most veterans who have at least one day of active service in an other-than-for-training status and also hold an honorable discharge are eligible for above-ground inurnment. Lastly, remember that eligibility is determined at the time of need. So let's touch upon this time of need piece as well as go through some scenarios on 
uh, eligibility for both in-ground burial and inurement in the uh, columbarium corridor uh, along the niche wall. Eligibility for interment at Arlington is verified at the time of need. Time of need is also referred to as the time of death. And of course, this cannot be verified by the cemetery or accommodated before that time. The veteran, when determining eligibility, includes his or her spouse, unless, of course, they've remarried, minor children or adult dependent children. The initial requirement is that the service member must have passed away while on active duty or hold an honorable discharge from the armed forces of the United States, hence veteran. If the veteran died on Title X Federal Active Duty in an other than for training status, the individual is eligible for both in-ground burial and interment in the columbarium court or Nishwal. So uh, as an example, um, Petty Officer 3rd Class Christopher Anderson, who's a corpsman assigned to 1st Battalion, 6th Marines, uh, serving in Iraq, unfortunately uh, was killed in action. He is buried in Section 60, um, but was also eligible for uh, inurement uh, in the Columbarium Quarter Nishwal if, uh, if his next of kin desired that. If the veteran died on active duty, but only in a training status, then the individual is not eligible for in-ground burial. He or she is eligible for inurement in the columbarium or niche wall only. If the veteran is retired from active duty and is receiving retired pay, then the veteran is eligible for in-ground burial and inurement in the columbarium or niche wall. So an example of this, of course, is me. Uh, I am retired from the United States Navy, and I receive uh, retired pay. So I am eligible for in-ground burial or uh, placement along the niche wall or inurement in the columbarium court. Of course, another example of this is uh, my father, who is uh, buried in Section 60. He was uh, retired from the United States Air Force when he passed away. If the veteran has at least one day of active duty in an other than for training status, then that veteran is eligible for inurement in the columbarium court or in the niche wall only. The veteran is not eligible for in-ground burial. So of course, an example of this is, uh, uh, we'll say as an example, a soldier who completes his commitment five or six years, however long that may be, receives an honorable discharge at the time of need he is uh, eligible for placement in the niche wall or uh, within the columbarium court. Now, of course, there's always caveats. So if the veteran received the Medal of Honor, the Air Force Cross, the Navy Cross, the Army Distinguished Service Cross, Silver Star, Purple Heart, then that veteran is eligible for in-ground burial and inurement in the columbarium court or along the niche wall. Any member of a reserve component of the armed forces and any member of the Army National Guard or the Air National Guard whose death occurs under honorable conditions while on active duty for training or performing full-time services is eligible for inurement in the columbarium court or the niche wall. 
and any former prisoner of war who, while a prisoner of war, served honorably in the military, naval, or air service, whose last period of service terminated honorably, and who died on or after the 30th of November of 1993, is eligible for in-ground burial and inurnment in the columbarium court in the niche wall. So in summary, because that's a lot of information, there are four categories when a service member with an honorable discharge is eligible for in-ground burial, casket or cremated, and inurnment in the columbarium court or niche wall. That individual passes away while on Title 10, federal active duty, and an other than for training status. The individual is a veteran, retired from active duty, and receiving retired pay, like me. Veteran who received the Medal of Honor, the Distinguished Service Cross, Silver Star, Purple Heart, Navy Cross, Air Force Cross, and any former prisoner of war who, while a prisoner of war, served honorably, whose last period of service terminated honorably, and who died on or after the 30th of November 1993. All of those people that I just mentioned, all of those categories are eligible for in-ground burial and inurnment in the columbarium court or niche wall. All other categories are eligible for inurnment in the columbarium or along the niche wall. Now, oftentimes I did services at Arlington where the veteran had not passed yet. But since that veteran was eligible when his spouse or uh, adult dependent or minor child preceded him or her in death, then they were eligible for that veteran's benefits, right? So as an example, I did a service for a uh, army veteran who had received the Silver Star and was therefore eligible for in-ground burial. And his wife, unfortunately, had preceded him in death. And so uh, she is buried in Section 13. And at the time of his need, he will be placed um, with her. Remember, the authoritative document is the service member's DD-214 or equivalent service documentation. For example, uh, Second World War veterans uh, didn't have a DD-214. The DD-214 or equivalent service documentation must show the honorable discharge and active duty service. So that DD-214, that, that is a key piece of information. And if you... Uh, if you don't have that, or you're trying to find a copy, get a copy, you, of course you can reach out to me, commit to courage at gmail.com, and I can help you with that, or um, I'll uh, try to post a link or two to, uh, with some ways to be able to get that. 
Arlington National Cemetery is not just a place for burial. It's a place for reflection, remembrance, and honor. Every gravestone, every name etched along the niche wall and within the columbarium courts serves as a reminder of the sacrifices made to safeguard our nation's freedom. As we conclude today's episode, let's remember that Arlington National Cemetery isn't merely a piece of land. It's a testament to the unwavering dedication of those who have chosen to serve their country. The eligibility requirements, while stringent, uphold the legacy and sanctity of this sacred ground. And one more thing before I wrap up the episode. I want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you for joining me. Your support means the world to me. As you go about your day, remember to take good care of yourself. Your well-being is important. So don't forget to prioritize self-care, whether it's a moment of mindfulness, a small act of kindness, or simply taking a deep breath. Remember that you deserve happiness and peace. So I'm sending you all my best wishes. Stay safe. Stay inspired, and until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Thank you for being a part of Voices of Arlington.